They're my friends and I can be a little, like, rougher with their face. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It's lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 121, mm-hmm. entitled Bella Mitlow. Bella Mitlow is known by us as the comedic assassin and by Jay as his sweet angel girl. You may have seen her on stage over these past several years. Let's be clear, she's so much more than Jane Rachel's daughter, Joe and Trey's sister, or a stereotypical pastor's kid. She mm-hmm. is Bella Mitlow. Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly on lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire and make sure to follow us on all social media. And if you can, give us a five-star review. Jay, tell us what this podcast is all about. No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great, but you feel alone, well, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There's a Bible verse, Romans twelve fifteen, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. We then hit the main topic and finish with do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we are treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Rome. What were you, Bella? Uh, Come on. Lunchtime in Rome. There There you go. There it is. Uh, Right on time. Uh, I did it. I'm glad to be here. I've I've, I've been looking forward to uh, the show this week very much. Um, And... I don't know why. Um, well, it's Bella. Yeah. Well, no, absolutely. That, that's I'm the that's best. for certain. But I, you know, <laughs> I'm strong. I'm yeah, I'm ready to go on vacation, and mm-hmm. this, like I feel like everything is one step closer to vacation, uh, yeah. right? Like this is the last. Get the last. Well, part. no, no. So this uh, is we have one more before we go on vacation. False but alarm. like the ne- like next week. That will be the one, like, right before we go on vacation. So I'm, like, kind of checking all the boxes, like, as we go throughout the days. Um, but um, my my bad is, and it's not, I don't know if this is a bad, but, like, you know, I know Amy's been wanting to really go, like, she's she's ready to go on vacation. Like, like we are ready to go on vacation. Mm-hmm. So we are in that mode. And, like, everything, I feel like... <sighs> I don't know. For me, like everything is irritating sure. <laughs> right now. Like it's, you know, work. Like this irritating. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, I got to do that. Yeah. You do that all the time. Like well, that, that's something you do all the time. But like when you're leading up to like something that you're looking forward to, like vacation, it's irritating. Well, let me know? ask, do you like the closer you get to vacation, do you sort of get into that? I, not even a mindset. Maybe it's subconscious, but like, like stuff happening here, just it isn't quite as real. And it just doesn't, and maybe that's where the irritation is. I don't know. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter as much. And what, what, right. What it's something like that where, right. It, right. It's something like that where like the everyday mundane things yeah. are just, uh, like, like they have a magnifying glass on them and it's just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I just want to get to vacation at this point. And Amy is very much a planner and I join her in that. Like I try, I try to join her in planning so that she, 
isn't overwhelmed when it comes to the night before. Because if it's the night before and, like, the car isn't packed, then we're in bad shape mm. at that point. And I try to meet her need of, of doing that. Plus, I like to be ready to go so that, like, the morning of when we wake up, all we basically have to do is get dressed and get in the car. Are you guys doing it all in one day? No. We're okay. we're going to Greensboro, um, sleeping over there. And okay. then, yeah. So, Disc golf. Right. So, I mean, that like, there's just some anxiety around that. And mm. I'm just... <laughs> I, I'm just I'm ready to go on vacation. It's been, it's it's been a big year. I think everybody can join me in that of it being a a long year with COVID and everything well, and the and, battle. And, and last and year that. vacation for you was June, right? So it's a little over it's a year. Two months later, and I will mm. say this: I I do recognize that last year we went on vacation, and this year we're going on vacation. Sure. There aren't many people that get to say like that we're going on vacation, you know, two years in a row. So like, that is something that I think about that, that I think about and I'm conscious of. Like that's mm-hmm. that's a blessing in itself. Um, but more so, e- even even if we weren't going away, I'm ready for a break um, from the everyday. Which, yeah. So that's 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 my kind of bad. That's not really bad. Um, Here's what's bad: we're going on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just not tomorrow. But there's things. <laughs> yeah. But to That's legitimize true. That's it, true. there's things about it that weigh on you. Yeah, and right, like, right, right. Like and the I'm pressure's almost, on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The weight of it all and all that. Yeah, and maybe yeah. even like me, it, you were saying, I know it's I'm lucky because I get to go or I'm blessed. I, I get yeah. to go. Do you feel any guilt? I don't feel. Any, no, I don't feel. Any I, get, guilt. I go there. I go. To That's like, so man. funny. That's funny. Because I'm going. I'm basically like two this year, and I'm like. Well, see, oh, see, my thing is like I like. I don't go there because I worked for my vacation. Like I, I worked all year long and my company awards me vacation time that I can take off right. and I can do with that time what I want. Right. That is what I want to do. And I've saved up money to go on vacation. Like that's, that's part of it. So I, there's no guilt there for me. Yeah. Um, so that's that. The good is I feel like Maggie. Just wants data a little bit more, oh, right? <laughs> and but, I am loving it. Like when when I come home, or like when I when I come out from my when I come home, <laughs> I don't <go> <laughs> um, <laughs> when I come out of my office, she's always ready to see me. Um, I went out today. She wanted me to put her down for a nap. Um, she really wanted me at dinner time, but I was cooking dinner, but I made her dinner. She wanted me to sit with her at dinner. But I was like, oh, I got to go and cook dinner. And, you know, there's that. But then we had cuddle time later. Like, she's just really wanting me. And, like, man, it's tugging on all the heartstrings, meeting a lot of needs. And that's and a long it, it's awesome. time coming. Because if, if somebody's just, you know, tuning in for the first time. You know, Maggie is mama's little girl. Yeah. And Maggie, you know, mommy come back. <laughs> mommy come back. Yeah. And that's when daddy's holding. <laughs> and no matter what, at some level, that's always like, okay. <laughs> so even though every dad wants to hear that, especially, you know, in your history, man, that's got to feel good. It, it feels, I, there's nothing to describe it. Like, it just feels so good. And Brian, who's not with us tonight, I feel like Abby, his daughter, went through a similar time of, like, she's all about the boys. And I feel like Maggie's going through one of those times because we went to Idlewild with our friends Matt and Jordan, and Maggie wanted Matt to pick her up. And, wow. and I know. And, like, we don't see Matt that often. He's out in Greensburg. We don't see him that often. Have to admit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he, she wanted him to 
to pick her up. And I thought, wow, that's that's next level. And I yeah. was like, I feel like we're in a new season of life where she's looking to the guys for like attention and you know belonging and all that. Like it's 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 really cool to watch and. I'm I'm just glad I'm a part of it. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. And you're yeah. a guy too. And you're <laughs> in that right. moment. Like you're yeah. not sunrise, sunset, this is going away. This might you know, no, you I, never know I'm, the last time. I'm in the today. I I'm in the today and I'm living in the today. And man, that's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Any food? Uh, two words. Chicken skin. Nice. <laughs> this is the this is the carnivore potato chip substitute. Pretty right? much. So I so Amy bought some chicken thighs uh, from Sam's. Bone in skin on. Bone in skin on. That, that's all there was because that like I there's know. a chicken shortage or whatever you know. <laughs> whatever. Like you go and like you have to act quickly. Like if, if you see boneless skinless chicken at, oh, you at Sam's, it. you buy it. Huh. Aldi's always got it though. Of course, that's coming from who knows where. Right. Yeah. Um, so, but Amy bought it this week, and she and I was like, "Really? You got chicken thighs?" I said, are, "She said, yeah, but they're skin on." I was like, "Are they boneless?" And she wasn't sure. And I was like, "Oh, yeah." They're? They're, I was like, "They're not boneless," which is fine. Like it's it's not a big deal. Um, Did you debone? So. <laughs> What? Why is that funny? What I, <laughs> I don't know. It's just this. Um, so what I did was um, I I carved it. I don't, don't want to say debone, but I carved I carved the meat away from the bone. That's deboning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, and don't you wait? I just want to I want to join you in that. Like yeah, how yeah. sometimes you do it and you're like nailed it, and the next one there's like just mangled it's so meat messy. All yeah, right, the right, bone, right. There's no like, and yeah. you're going, my, my knife isn't sharp. I might, if, I, if I was better at this, my knife would be sharper. I feel like no. Nah, I just feel like if I was better at this, like, and that's the end of the statement. It's not even like is my knife sharp. Nothing my knife specific. is plenty sharp. Uh, right. Just not good. No. So I. So tonight I made like the like last week we talked about the bowls. Tonight was a bowl night. I seasoned the chicken and then you know cut it up off the bone and made a bowl. Got some guac and sour cream and all that. Um, Chase. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You put some cheese on there, um, and it, and they were very good. But with the skin, I was like, oh, gotta use it. I gotta try it. I gotta try it. So actually, I put some. Uh, it, it's Quaker steak and lubes, um, barbecue seasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, which the first ingredient, <laughs> the first ingredient, sugar. Yep. <laughs> 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 which pisses me off. Like. Right. When you start looking at ingredients, sugar, it really yeah. it's it's in everything. It should and, not ever be the first and ingredient I'm telling in you, anything but sugar. I'm or telling candy. you, it, like oh, yeah. anybody right. that's interested in nutrition, like my eyes have been opened, and like there is a reason. I'm gonna say it. Like I don't oh, like what? I don't mean to be controversial, but there's a reason why Americans are overweight, and it is because that there is all kinds of sugar in everything. There's processed things in everything. High fructose corn high syrup fructose and stuff co- yes, you don't exactly. even think would have They high will rename sugar more like in other ways so that they don't have to say sugar, but it is in there. And I still put it on, whatever. Like it's one of those things where like I'm dusting I'm dusting the skins. Like it's not going to kill me, whatever. Um, What's great is that you're mortified, not mortified. You're concerned about putting a seasoning on top of a food item that 90% of the world would be like, that is so unhealthy for you. Right. <laughs> right. And it's, it is funny. If you're like one of the 
of somebody from a different camp. Yeah. You know, they're listening to you right now going, you're eating the skin of a chicken <laughs> and you're worried about a little bit of harmless sugar on top. These people are whack. <laughs> and I will tell you, like, like, so I air fried them. I knew you would. Okay. In the oven. Nope. In my air fryer. Oh, you have a separate. Well, <laughs> Well, I thought his oven might have, you know. I don't think it does. Okay. Um, no, we, we air fried him in the air fryer, which Brian and Lex got us for Christmas. Love it. And um, and man, they turned out so good. They turned out so good. Nice. Um, and it is. like It's just a, a chip. And I will tell you, the flavor, the flavor. The sugar. <laughs> <laughs> That's what did it. That's why they're good. No, <laughs> just just the flavor of, of the chicken skin. And like, oh, you know. crunch. Yeah, the crunch, like everything about it, and like I've always, I'm like I'm just, I'm just gonna go there. I've always liked chicken skin. Like sure. when you, whenever you get like good fried chicken with the, mm-hmm. like the skin on, pff, who doesn't like that chicken skin? Like think, tell me you don't like that chicken. skin. I don't think disliking it is the typical problem though. But I see, think here's people worry about it. The, but there's people that are like, oh, chicken skin, ooh, gross. And I'm like, what are you oh, talking no about? Well. It's delicious and it, flavorful. No, and I like it no matter what. Yeah, but see, we're carnivores. There's, sure. there's people out there that are grossed out by it. I'm like, how are you grossed out by this? This is delicious. It's so good. And and they are fantastic. So that's that's my food, chicken skin. That's I'm just going <laughs> to... I don't have a food tonight, so I'm just going to enjoy your food story. That was great. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, and I, I... How many shows have I missed, guys? I was on vacation. 16. Wow. So about four <laughs> months ago, I left on vacation. No, a few weeks ago. Um, and that's really my, my good... Is um, I, I would hope so. Both, right? <laughs> uh, the, my good is both getting to go on vacation. We got to go to one of our favorite places, which is Ocracoke. Heard of it? <laughs> Just south of Titusville. Well, we did. It was by way of Titusville. Heard of that? <laughs> um, to drop our dogs off at my mom's house. So that was very kind and gracious of of her and her husband to to do that. Dogs in quotation marks. Oh sure, yeah. If you're if you're they're they're puggle. Dog-shaped creatures, I guess. <laughs> Barely dog-shaped. Um, but anyway, so we got to leave them behind, which was also a, a good, and uh, travel down to Ocracoke and just have two weeks of hanging. Sometimes it was hanging on the beach, and sometimes it was just hanging on our porch. We actually stayed in a place that was sort of near the center of the village this year, instead of being like off on a side street, which was really different. Um, was it noisy at all, like at night? I mean, there's not nightlife there. It was not noisy at night. There are frogs. Bella. They're everywhere. That's true. Yeah, we didn't notice any like window sticking frogs this year. They were just off mm. in the distance somewhere, you know. Gross. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, it wasn't noisy at night. It was noisy during the day. Like we stayed above basically an ice cream shop, and there would be like delivery trucks and things, and you know. Every other day, they'd get a huge delivery truck or just huge trucks coming off of the ferry or come going to some other business or whatever. So, yeah, it wasn't quiet during the day, but it was also very just festive. Right. Like you sit out there and instead of just being like, ah, peace and quiet, which is, you know, it was nice. We got times of that, but we've never gotten what we got this time, which was, wow, just look at everybody go. <laughs> and it was neat because we were, we were a level up, so we're removed from it. And we just got to sit up there and look at the water and look at the the people going by on their bikes and their golf carts and 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 it was just um it was really cool. And that, you know, and obviously all the shops and I already said the beach and the lighthouse and all the cool stuff. So 
That really is the good. And then the other half of the good is that we got to go for two weeks. And so at the end of two weeks, we were ready to come home. We missed our friends. We missed our, you know, our life, our, our pets even. Like we just, like our house. Well, most even. of them. Yeah, maybe not the dogs. Well, no. <laughs> well. Well. Uh, well, well, we'll get into that later. There's there's another pet story that I have to share with Bella later. That's a good one. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my good. But the bad is, it's, I don't want to go into too much detail, and it's nothing serious. But man, I've been dealing with like this agitating health issue. This uh, mm. irritating. This uh, just a thing that's like. Like, it kind of ruined the end of my vacation. Oh, and then, like... And that's the worst time for it to get ruined. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, good, right. Yeah. Yeah, like, the last three days, I was just like... And maybe that was part of the reason I was okay coming home. I don't know. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I can't do this anymore. I just got to go home where I can just lay in my bed and do, you know, mm-hmm. be on my couch, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, um, and nothing serious, but just enough that it was like, it's driving me crazy and, and, and it's just taking a, a while to get through. So, that's, that's my bad. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, don't, I don't care for that. Yeah, well, I don't either because that sucks. Because if it's like the beginning three days of your vacation, yeah, and then it resolves itself. Well, let me tell and you. And then you have the rest of the vacation, and it's awesome. It was that too. It was <sighs> yeah, because I had it before you I book left. Bookend the vacation. Yeah, I, had, I was dealing with it before I left, and then it went away after about three days, and yeah. I was like, "Woo, vacation is great." Yeah, and then it came back at the end. <clears throat> so whatever. But, uh, and I will just, uh, I said I didn't have a food, but I will just do a shout out to Okra Coke Seafood. I was going to say, you had to have eaten some good Bro. food on vacation. Oh my gosh. Come on. There was so much good fish, shrimp, And it's clams. all fresh down there because, oh, like, yeah. where else are you going to get food from? No, absolutely. <laughs> they do not truck it in, man. They just, yeah. I mean, it is, yeah. From... What's your what's your favorite restaurant down there? Because you, you guys are Okra Coke experienced. Right, that's true. So, what like, your favorite place to eat. Vi- like the vibe, the, yeah. the 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 atmosphere, and the food. What's your favorite place? My my absolute favorite. Um, it, it's it'd be hard to pick just based on food, but my absolute favorite based on food, and then also just like hanging out a little bit at the bar with Amy sometimes, and just the atmosphere has to be Smack Nally's. It is right, Smack Nally's. Smack Nally's. I like it. it. And uh, it's That's right there on the bay, isn't it? It is absolutely right there, and like the harbor, the boats like come in. Um, it's it's all right happening right there. Like the fishing boats are coming in, but there's also like these awesome yachts parked there, so you can like check those out. It's like literally on the pier, and um, so you're just you're you're eating on the water and with the boats, and and you're you know it's just it's great. Fresh seafood, awesome drinks, great mimosas. Hey, if you go to Ochre Coke, check them out. <laughs> Not a sponsor. Yeah, Jay. What do you say? I say that is this is have been um, a week of activity and early mornings. I went disc golfing uh, the other morning with Mark and Max, our our good new friends, and Chris nice. was there. And uh, we teed off at nine a.m. up in Wexford, which meant I was up at seven twenty. And I don't get up at seven twenty is what I don't do, and so that's that's a sacrifice and. Um, I mean, I, I, that night, I think I went to bed by 2.15. So that was good. <laughs> In um, bed early. Yeah, a little bit early. So that's that's my bad, which comes later. But as you know, Chris, and Eric knows this, I had the best round of my life. Oh, yeah. Five under par. Really didn't throw. Like, I can th- I think about it like three really bad shots, but I was re- able to. Re- bogey free, by the way. Mm. 
Get it for out. I don't think I've done that. That's a, a great round. Um, so much fun, and there. I mean, Max and Mark have become good friends in a short amount of time that we met at the park at Faith Church disc golf course, and it's just such a neat addition to our lives. And they're good guys, and it was a good time. And this morning, after about eight months of asking. I finally, uh, not agreed, but agreed and was able to play pickleball with Izzy Marone oh, from the right. 9 a.m. service. Izzy Marone. And I told him, I said, listen, because he reserved a court so we could just play the two of us. And I said, I don't, playing down of Verone, I said, I don't want to play with like no Oakmont snobs who are going to be like, that's not how you do it or whatever. Well, of course, there was a bunch of people there. So it ended up being nine of us wow. on two courts. Oh, so okay. you would play doubles. You got assigned a number. I was number eight. Izzy was nine. And so we played eight games and every you know there were nine total games or nine rounds i should say so everybody sat out once mm -hmm. and so for first game i'm playing with mildred who i mean i'm 50 izzy's probably 60 or 61 and then it starts probably after that at about 63 now you guys were the youngins <laughs> we're the only young ones and the only men oh wow wow so and and, and i am by far the least experienced so i'm making mistakes they're like well you can't do that you know, and like my first three serves, I miss. And they're like, let him do it again. He'll get it. And I'm like, please don't be condescending to me. Please don't be condescending to me. Oh, I want a video of this. And the same lady. And I mean, again, I've played table tennis. I've played tennis a little bit. And I played a lot of racquetball. Well, sort and of you're really good at table tennis. Oh, thank you. You are? See? That's why you have your daughter on the podcast. You don't know. You never talked about it. You ever well, see Forrest Gump? I taught him. <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i was, was gonna say that but and i'm pretty competitive and and like at the beginning i started to feel bad because i was being so athletic and i'm like Jay, that's not fair they can't move like you can move and then i was like wait a minute they're really experienced and they know how to play okay. they're gonna use that right against me right. so i'm gonna go ahead but and I got better at it as it went on. And it was so funny. Like, Izzy was just proud. I knew you'd catch on. I knew. And you would hear, <laughs> like, great. you would hear them, like, this is his first time. Oh. You know, and then, and one lady, I hit it, and I'm trying to be so nice, you know, because like, you're playing doubles. Yeah. And so I'm not going to take a ball that's hers or that's maybe a 50 50, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and I'm noticing nobody's really talking. Nobody's saying yours, mine, whatever mm -hmm. else. So now the coach in me is coming out, but I'm like, mm, not my place to coach anybody. Right. And I, I hit a ball out and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. She goes, we don't apologize here. You just say, damn it, and you move on. <laughs> and I was like, alrighty, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but we played for two straight hours. Nice. Man, and, that's a lot of pickleball. And the way I was playing, like, I get it why it's such a popular sport amongst our seasoned citizens. Because you kind of just go from the baseline 10 feet up, you know, to the attack line if you just want to stay there. Right. Well, I'm flying all over the place and lunging and everything else. So my hammies are a little, a little tired tonight. Mm -hmm. But that was fun. Um, so that's what's been good. What's bad is my sleep pattern. I mean, I go to bed late anyhow, but lately I've been waking up like 6.30. Okay, no big deal. Go back to bed. Mm. You know, go to the bathroom, whatever. And then like now I'll go back to bed and I'm like, hmm, I'm not stressing about anything. I'll think about disc golf. All right. Now I'm going to think about my sermon for the coming week. Okay. Mm. All right. When should we go disc golfing on vacation? And I'm like, I don't seem to be sleeping. Mm. And then like I'll nod off and then I wake up at 730. And I'm like, am I not? Am I like losing my ability to go back to sleep? Like that's tragic if that's the case. Right. I don't know what it is. But so I just fixed it by scheduling early morning things and taking an afternoon nap. Boom. Wow. Boom. 
You've never been like a nap guy. Oh, that's not true. Second sleep. Okay. Yeah, second sleep's coming back, by the way, this fall, because I have to drive Bella to school. Because I don't know how to drive yet. (laughs) So get up at 645, drive her to school, boom, back Back to to sleep. We'll just see when I get up. I don't care. That's a dream. Right. Food-wise, getting better at sous vide I actually just took pork chops out of the sous vide before we came over, and I was like, man, I got hot water there. I'll throw tonight's steak in there and just scale the temperature down to 120 and go from there. There you go. So, uh, the other good thing I will add is that my sweet angel girl is on the podcast this evening. Yes. And I've seen some people logging on uh, that we know, so I'm excited that they're with us and they get to see who my sweet angel girl really is. So, Bella, welcome. Thanks for being here tonight. Thanks for joining us at the table. Hi. Uh, Great to be here. (laughs) I don't know podcast talk. You're doing great. Thanks. What are you most worried about being on the podcast? I have no idea, and that's the worst part. <laughs> what What did you say you had to make sure that you did? Be funny. You wanted You wanted to make sure that there were some drops. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, each week, the beginning of the podcast, if you're listening to the podcast, not watching on Facebook Live, but we take something out of context from the middle of the podcast that we found, we found to be pretty funny, and we have that be which leads off the podcast, which you may not know also, is all the ones we didn't choose are in the back of the podcast. So, Bella, there's already been a few, uh, so we're good on that. Oh, good. We've asked our different teenage uh, guests at the table. Mm-hmm. Um, we've asked them, what is it like in your high school? What is it like? And for you, Bella, you are our first female teenage guest at the table and so we're excited to have you in that regard but tell everybody who's listening like what is it like to be a high school student in a post during covid era but also in general it's weird how Mm. so like when before covid how did you go (laughs) i don't know (laughs) you were working at at the steel mills right (laughs) It's a long time ago. But you found yourself dipping into a Pittsburgh accent more and more recently. I did, and it's scaring me. It's okay. It's okay. Just embrace it. (laughs) Right. Okay. (laughs) But like before COVID, the teachers would like talk and teach actual things. And I had maybe one, two teachers actually do that this year. And the rest were like, go on ingenuity, deal with it. And I was just like, what's ingenuity? It's like, um, it's a website. And you go on and you do a bunch of lessons and then there's like a quiz and then a test. It's your it's, online curriculum. Yeah. Right? And it's yeah. insanely boring. <laughs> Woohoo. Yeah. I wouldn't want to learn that way all the time for sure. Nah. No. I like having things explained to me. So just having it kind of like be there. I was like, oh, okay. Yay. And by explained, you mean like uh, like a like a visual learner? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Me too. Yeah, I join you with that. Like it's it's very hard for me to understand something if I can't see it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that. like the videos would just be like so long. Sometimes they'd be thirty seconds long. The next one is like ten. Can't do it. No, I zone you're, out. You're out at three minutes. Yeah, max. I zone out. It was <laughs> especially during AP World History. I just zoned out. <laughs> yep. Just oh, got your AP scores, got the same score as her brother when he took AP World History. Which wow. is a two. Uh, <laughs> I'm well, okay with that. But hey, what's your grade point average? Oh, gosh, I have no idea. Four something? Oh, four something? You know? Yeah. Oh, four something. Yeah, if you add up, yeah, if you you add up your high school career. Yeah, right? It'd be, uh, <laughs> Multiply by two. 
Ah. If you subtract like 3.4 from your score, that's about where I am. You know, like, you know, 1.6. You know, but it's okay. It's Bella's an excellent student. Yes, she is. Um, mm. And what about socially at school? Um, you know, Ben talked a lot about the different groups in school and how there's all different kinds. Mm-hmm. How do you see the school broken down if you had to give categories of, of classmates? Oof. Well, there's like the football people. And, like, the soccer people, I don't talk to them. I don't mess with them. I don't know them. And then there's, like, my friends, which are all, like, the theater ones in the corner, like, hey. Like, you know. (laughs) Wait, what are they like? Hey. (laughs) But, like, I wouldn't say there's, like, the typical high school, like, cliques. Like, the nerds, the geeks, or whatever. But there's definitely, like, you know where you go. You don't try to get into other people's way. Or, like, other groups. Interesting. Would you say, though, that there is a cross-appreciation of groups? Does uh, that make sense? No. <laughs> For example, you have a guy like uh, Isaiah, a guy like Royce Hearn. Right. Who are in the musicals, and they're in the band, and they're in the mm-hmm. orchestra. But yet, they're well, at least Royce is an athlete. And you hear football and basketball players coming to events in the auditorium. Right. I think there's – I think, would you agree – Brian question, by the way, um, that there is a lot of support amongst the student body beyond right. that. Like you don't go into somebody else's social group per se, mm-hmm. but yet we they appreciate each other a little bit. Right. Yeah, I agree. Definitely. You say you are a theater person. Mm-hmm. I think that is well documented. Would you not agree? Absolutely. I mean, Belle, you've been in. What was your very first theatrical thing was it middle school or besides it... like odyssey right okay so how old were you when you started Odyssey? Cause that counts. i was in fifth grade right, so right, right. wow odyssey of the mind is what Od- you're speaking odyssey of? of the mind okay have we ever spoken to that on here i before? don't believe we have no it, you want to tell us about odyssey and what it is it's basically like it's a bunch of like middle schoolers or high schoolers and well, you, or or elementary school kids right kids in school students students right and <laughs> You get together in a group and you get this prompt and you get to choose which one because there's like a building one, whatever. And you have to write your own script. You have to build your own costumes, build your own sets. And by the end, you go to this competition and you do this eight minute performance. Has to be eight minutes. And if you do good and meet all the criteria, you move on to states. And if you do really good at states, you go on to worlds, which is what we did in fifth grade. Yeah, you did. Yeah, we did. Fifth grade. That's crazy. Brought home like a top 20 performance and Lyme's disease. And Lyme's disease. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) Yeah, that was fun. A fun ride home. Where was worlds? It was in Iowa. (gasps) Iowa University. Right. Iowa City. No. Des Moines. I think it's Des Moines. I was in Iowa City, which is University of Iowa. You were in... Des Moines. Des Moines. Right. The wind people. I don't know. The, the cyclones. The cyclones. Right. That's Iowa State. Yes. <laughs> the wind people. <laughs> I don't know. Names. Captain Planet. <laughs> so that was your first performance. Yeah. yeah and then you, you've you been in stuff. I mean, well, yeah. how many years were you in Odyssey? I was in Odyssey from fifth grade to seventh grade. Right. And then so. you started adding in middle school musicals. In sixth grade. Right. right. So they, Lion they, King. That overlap. Oh, and here you are. You've just finished your 10th grade year. Right. Heading into 11th, going to be a junior. And you guys just did Mary Poppins. Mm -hmm. And you, which, and you had, okay, speaking of, we called her the comic assassin. Um, Comedic, but go on. Yeah. She's the the comedic comic. (laughs) 
Sure. Is that it? Anyway. Um, well, let's describe that very quickly. That very often Bella is quiet. She describes herself as quiet. And to a large extent, she is. And we will be the, you know, our friend group, you know, both adults and children all hanging out. And then just out of nowhere, Bella mm-hmm. says one thing, four words, one sentence, and just slays somebody or something. Hence, comedic assassin. Right. Yeah. So Fantastic. she's she's a sneaky, right. funny girl. And to put it in layman's terms, you know. Right. But in a, in a different realm, like on stage this year, you were Mrs. Brill right. in, mm-hmm. in Mary Poppins. Tell us what that was like about, like, because you were the comic relief of right. the show. Because in Mary like, Poppins, there's not a lot of funny. Yeah. You, you would think, oh, Disney, and that's fun, and that's, yeah. but it's not funny. Yeah. But she oh, is. Yeah. And, she stole, and you stole were. the show. Every time you were on stage, right. you stole oh, the show. Stop it. That's uh, true. <laughs> tell us so tell us like what that was like as far as like trying to own those scenes it did feel like a little bit of pressure you know because like no one else is trying to be funny mm. you have to be funny you have mm. to make them laugh and if you don't oof, it's gonna be awkward and me and the guy who played roberts and i like the weird mm. side character for me we did great we were friends and i feel like that helped like yeah. we would bounce off each other he was sort of like your straight man yeah. Speaking well, of like, yeah, no, he was he was the guy that like did the dance and everything yeah. else. Yeah, was he like he was like he was neurotic. Okay, yeah, he was like, but it wasn't like comedian. All right, he was goofy sidekick. Goofy, yeah. sidekick. goofy sidekick. Goofy. Yeah, he was very straight, neurotic. straight goofy sidekick. Like I don't know, I don't I don't know how else to very describe goofy. that. But my point is like Mary Poppins, the story of Mary Poppins. If you've watched the new the new the newer Disney like mary poppins behind the the story of mary poppins it's not a, mary poppins it's mary not poppins. a great <laughs> it's not it's not a super fun happy story oh yeah. right you know mm-hmm. there's so, also like, a lot of like loopholes yeah that sure. we we're talking about between like the original mary poppins and like the who the real mary poppins was mm-hmm. so you're saying super califragilistic expiala creepy <laughs> no i'm saying there's more pressure on bella to be that comic relief and she very much succeeded in that in entertaining the audience and making people laugh through the the tough times in between right so it'd be yeah. like a super like sad scene and then yes. me and roberts are coming out like exactly and you and you did it so well right and you Thank had you. to and you had to own that so yeah. i guess the question i want to ask is like I mean, obviously, you enjoy theater, mm-hmm. but did you feel anything particular in the way of pressure or, or mm. I don't know, responsibility right. uh, when it came to those things? Well, luckily, like, I didn't get a ton of, like, pressure by the directors because I guess the directors like me, which is nice. Or trust you. Or trust me. Yeah. I guess so. Or yeah. both. Right. Or maybe both. Who knows? But uh, you were saying? Uh, they do. They do. Yeah. <laughs> they know. Yeah. They're not telling. So it's you okay. get pressure from them. I don't. But you... I gave myself a little pressure sometimes, but then I'd be like, that's dumb. <clears throat> don't do that. Mm. And then I wouldn't. So... <laughs> so you have a decent, like... Yeah. Trying to read between the words there, but you're you're saying that you would feel some pressure. Right. Even like from I'm, yourself. But you have a way of, of getting yourself to relax. Right. Like, I'm not like delusional. What, like, I'm the best one here. I'm so funny. I'm going to do great. And all that stuff. Like, I know I'm probably going to make a mistake. I know I probably won't get everything right, but I know mm. it's okay. What do you, Now, what makes it okay? Like, how do you get to that point in your Cause brain? Because most of the time, 
little secret if you're on stage the people in the audience don't know if you mess up mm. if you mess up a line if you mess up a dance move yeah. they don't notice unless you make it obvious mm. like they do it a lot in like the choreography like if you mess up don't be like mm, like right. with your face like just move on they right. won't even notice just blend in and hmm. that's what you gotta do it's good advice yeah as someone uh speaking of pressure and in, in comedy and you and I haven't had any conversations specifically about this. Did you ever have to like tone down your effort to be funny? Like you were so funny mm-hmm. and you brought such a good energy. Yeah. But there's that line where it's now she's trying too hard. Like, was there anything in your brain or were you just kind of like, no, I'm just going to do my lines? Uh, I was kind of like, I'll just do my lines. We'll deliver them. See how because they you go. were a big personality out there and mm-hmm. it could have become obnoxious pretty quick. Sure. But it never did. It never did. Right. And I wondered, is that something you just did or was that sort of just a natural mm-hmm. ability to not push the envelope too far? Um, or was they, were you given direction? Did they ever say to you, okay, Bella, a little bit much in that yeah. last scene? They would say, like, like, don't move your arms so much. Don't mm-hmm. keep them right here. Like, they would give me those things. Did but they it was, say it like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't put your arms like that. Keep <laughs> them right here. Right here. They used to like you. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. Um, but they never would, would tell me to, like, dial it back or, like, I was being too much. That's good. Mm. That's yeah. a gift. That's a gift. Because, like, man, when you, like, I was that kid when I was younger. I went too far. Uh, right, I you've, always, you've talked about I've that before. All, I always went too far, and it ruined the joke. It ruined the moment. Right, and you sort and, of paid the price for that. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. Um, so the fact that you can like kind of hone in on that and know when to restrict yourself, and right. and when you when you're you know you're on the verge of going too far, that's that's man, yeah, that is awesome. What was your favorite performance? Ooh, um, the first night, opening night. Nay. What performance that you've ever been a part oh, of? Oh, that uh, one. Okay. Um, first same night. thing. Yeah. <laughs> first night. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's between Mary Poppins and Clue because. In, oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, because so, I would look back on like Clue my was middle. Awesome. Clue yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Clue I was loved good. doing Clue. That was so mm. fun. If anybody's familiar out there with the movie, we're talking about the movie Clue, starring. Oh, Christopher Lloyd. Flames. And, yeah. Right. On my face. And Sam Madeline Kahn <laughs> in the role of yeah. Mrs. White. Yeah. And that's the role that, that Bella played on stage. And Flight. um again, I mean, this was that comedic as well, but yeah. in a very a straight very face like yeah. way. Dark yeah. way. Yeah. So like such a fun comedic um mm-hmm. stage show for sure. Right. Yeah. It was super fun to like rehearse and to go over and see it all kind of come together. And that was nice. So it's between Clue and Mary Poppins. Just because looking back on my old performances on the CDs, I'm always like, uh, like I'm always like skipping ahead my parts. Uh, no, which I get it. Yeah, I get it too. Got it. Like I don't like watching myself and like just hearing the sound of my own voice. Yeah, is like right. Yeah, 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 it's weird. But I think that's interesting. And as much that with Lion King, you had you know arguably the lead of the entire thing. You had a billion right. lines, a billion solos, everything else. And you're mm. like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now. Yeah, we're going to skip past that. So you're much more comfort. You're much more comfortable in your comedy. Yeah. Than you are in your seriousness. Seriousness. You're all husband and you're more of a comedic actress. Right. So given all that, one of the blessings of your social friend group, the theater kids who are in the corner saying Hi. Hey. Hi. Is you've made a lot of good friends and because you had some roles early on, you made 
good friends with older kids. Right. Who have graduated. Mm-hmm. All the senior people. That's every year. Yeah. Uh, the seniors graduate. Oh, um, yeah. But, <laughs> Most of them, we hope. Well, yeah. That's true. That is true. I don't want to discriminate against the non-graduating types. No. What are your thoughts going into this year, you know, as far as friend groups, theater crowd, and the transition from being, oh, it's Bella. She's such a good freshman. Oh, okay. She's a sophomore. She's a junior now. She's a right. junior. That's right. And, and not a ton of seniors this year in the theater program. Right. Is that correct? Yeah. Or not a lot that I'm close with. There's a few, but I'm... Right. Yeah. They're not as big of a players as there has been the last couple of years. Definitely. But suddenly you're an upperclassman. Yeah. It's a weird, yeah. like, you're this now. Because mm-hmm. people would make jokes. Like, when you're a freshman, you don't get anything. Right. You don't do anything. <laughs> so there's no pressure. Yeah. But I had pressure. Well, and in the <laughs> musical world, you actually, because of COVID, you ended up sort of leapfrogging your freshman year right like you you know you had you experienced the tryouts in the beginning of rehearsals and yeah, stuff but then all like of a the sudden e- oops now you're the more you, you have more responsibility and yeah yeah but now next year i think your dad's getting into like do you look ahead at that and well for me it was more socially oh okay right. you know whereas when i was a sophomore in high school i was on varsity for volleyball and so i had a lot of senior friends and i took that as like Hey, I'm awesome. I have all these mm. senior friends and forget you sophomore friends. And then they all graduated and I looked around and I'm like, okay, it's just me. <laughs> Going to have to be the nice guy that reaches out to the young people then. Right. Um, so does that give you an anxiety thinking about like, oh crap, where am I? Where, you know, am I, can I lead the theater group? I oof. The theater kids are wild. It's <laughs> weird. A lot of, it's hard to like become friends with them because a lot of the times when like, the freshman group comes into, like, the musical stuff. They're already friends with a bunch of their freshman theater mm-hmm. friends. So it's hard to be like, hey, I'm a role model. But, but don't discount the fact that those freshmen, even though they seem to be have friends, they are still going to be, not here, I'm putting the pressure on, Bella, but they are definitely going to be also looking at the upperclassmen, you right. included, like, you know, even if it's just out of the corner of their eye, they're like, hmm, what? They're how do they do it? What do right. they do? Like, how mm-hmm. am I supposed to be you know but i will say this i don't mean this in a mean or derogatory way but and bella you can back me up don't don't you dare disagree though (laughs) but like so yes i'm like what chris is saying is true like they're gonna look up to you no matter what because you're older and and you're in that in that position and you've been on stage right they've seen you right but there is like the 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 certain class of the musical play group that is just out there. Right. Okay. All right. I'm not crazy. So like, they're most just... of the time those people also are in band. You mean like the weird kids? The nerdy I don't, kids? I don't want to say weird. Like, you I know. don't mean it derogatorily either. Yeah. I, I, I've said before, I totally earned my own, my, uh, nerddom. I'm going to say like, but there, there's a, there's a level of that. Like, I can't relate to you. Mm. Yeah. Like, I just want to act and be funny and, you know, lack of lack of, of a better way to put it, be normal. Like, right. be a normal funny. And Like, sometimes they embrace the nerddom too much. Yes. And you're like, okay, yeah. bring it back. Re- yes, exactly. Whereas bringing it back is actually funnier and yeah. more productive mm. and will relate to the audience more so than you being so out there that nobody's going to get it. Sure. Right. Definitely. Right. There's yeah. also, like, a thing of, like, looking 
at the freshmen and like the sophomore sophomores and being like i used to be that <laughs> <laughs> right yeah no totally totally yeah. do you when you say that are you talking about looking at yourself in the past and not liking it or nothing that serious uh not that serious but looking to be like i used to act like that and now mm. i don't weird it right. happens when you're older too like you know when you're 38 like me and you look back at when you were 25 and you're like yeah i shouldn't have done that i look yeah. at jay yeah. and i think i used to act like that <laughs> True. <laughs> truth <laughs> truth so you you know i, I talk about the What's it going to be like next year? Brave New World. You're a junior. You know, maybe people look up to you. Maybe you take that, you know, mentor role and, and you reach out to freshmen just like the juniors and seniors reached out to you. Yeah. But yet that comes with a fear of, uh, I can get rejected by somebody my own age. That hurts. Yeah. If I get rejected by a ninth grader. Mm. Well, that by really a 14-year-old. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, a, a current, not current, something that is really rampant in the world today but specifically amongst teenagers and kids for lack of a better term is anxiety yeah you know chris you've talked about your anxiety sure. that you've dealt with over the years joe mentioned it a lot when he was here on the podcast and you mentioned it you know in, in sort of your questionnaire for this what is your experience like historically with anxiety what does anxiety look like to you it's like if it's my brain, I'll just be chilling. And then the anxiety will be like, hey, did you think about that thing? You should worry mm. about it. And mm. I'm like, but why? They're like, just do it. Like, just worry about it. Mm. And then I do. And then it's like, okay, that stinks. Okay. And then is it a thing where your brain, like you just said, you and, and it's been interesting for me as your father to talk in this podcast tonight because you're talking more about your inner monologue than you ever really do. And that you were able to use it in your acting to calm right. yourself down and to hear you now say, okay, well, I say to myself this. Right. Um, does it spiral or does it just sort of, you know, would you say it's more of like an increasing pressure or is it sort of more of a simple drip? Uh, Those scary thoughts and then your, your attempts to tell it to chill. It's kind of like a drip, but sometimes it'll be like, uh, uh, oh, back to a drip. And it's like that. <laughs> So sometimes you turn the faucet all the way on, and right. sometimes it's just a drip. Depending on right. what it is. Definitely. Mm. When you talk to yourself in your cognitive mind, you're telling yourself facts, logic, and reason. We mm -hmm. talk about you know emotional responding a lot on this podcast. And you say to yourself, okay, it's not a big deal. You know, Does that then amplify the anxiety when you go, I know it's not a big deal, but I can't stop thinking about it? Mm. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes it'll be like, why are you making it worse? I just am. And then, <laughs> <laughs> if you're not watching on Facebook, she put her hands in the air. When she said, I just <laughs> so with that, have you noticed you've gone through some significant life experiences? Right. Uh, certainly you're coming out of COVID, for lack of a better term, lockdown, quarantine, change of school stuff right. having covid as a teenager which is pretty rare so you're really elevated in that status um <laughs> congratulations thank you i won an award did you say i won or i want i want okay we'll work on that um but and not to dwell but the trey years right well actually i would say trey dying is another significant event but the trey years mm -hmm. is another significant event can you tell any difference mm. between the anxiety levels throughout all that? Did you notice it 
only after any of those. I didn't really notice any anxiety really during like the Trey years. And then like he died, right? And I was like, okay. I wasn't really like, because you guys would be like, okay, Trey's doing this thing. Might not work. He might die. So it wasn't really like. Do you remember how we phrased it? It was a race. There you go. Between mm. Joe. Nope, not Joe. <laughs> between Trey and the cancer. Right. Mm. It was Trey and all of us. Trey and right. cancer. And so it was always. So you're saying it sort of prepared you. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like a, where did this come from? It was like, mm. right. It was sad, but it wasn't like really unexpected. Hmm. And so then when did you first start feeling anxious? Uh, maybe like seventh grade. Because there was like a point in like the third nine weeks where I don't know why, but I just stopped doing work. Yeah, I remember. That was that was bad. <laughs> like I just stopped caring for some reason, but then huh. I would get anxious about not caring. And how old were you when Trey passed away? I was nine. Because it was in November. So that would have been like fourth-ish Fourth grade? grade. Yeah. Okay. Fourth grade at the new elementary school. Yep. That was a weird year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a that's a tough transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you go from being the this, the girl at school whose brother has cancer to becoming the girl at school whose brother died. Had cancer. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, seventh grade. Transitional time. Junior high. <laughs> makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. no no lifetime moment, anything like that. Mm. And speaking of being in school, when that all happens, and seventh grade, because little known fact, eighth grade was no picnic. It was not. Um, a lot of people. <laughs> when is it? Right. <laughs> right. I was going to say, a lot of people struggled through junior high, but, <laughs> but Bella had a pretty rough eighth grade. Everyone was against me. Uh, Don't know why. Uh, you had a few. It makes my heart hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It makes mm. my heart hurt. Oh, I just remembered the day that. Oh, that day. That day. day. Well, and like, you know, if there's any like seventh, eighth graders listening to this, like if this ever is in your brain right now, I want you to know that you're not alone. Like you're not in a place where people haven't been before, but you have the power to treat somebody with love and respect and not conform to what you think is cool and what is the norm and and all of that and if you have the opportunity to embrace somebody that is outside of that or what society might think is outside of that then please do like please embrace that person because man they're like i remember like junior high was such a hard time for me Mm -hmm. and i like it's a hard time for most people but i feel like for me specifically, that was that was a time period where I really struggled with who I was and people making fun of me. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, it's amazing. Like, when you go to ninth grade and then you go to tenth grade, like, everybody grows up. Right. Ish. And, right, ish. <laughs> Relatively, yeah. But, you're not, like, it's not nearly as... No, it's not chaotic. It's, it's not chaotic. And it's unbelievable, the difference. And what I will say, you can make a difference in that in-between period. And... You will be that much cooler if you do it, if you make that difference. Mm-hmm. That's it's a great point, Eric, because it's so easy during those years, those, you know, awkward years to feel not only alone, 
but just wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like nobody's gone through this before. And, and that's not always great comfort for somebody to say, oh, that we, we all do that, you know, cause, cause each person's story is different. Mm-hmm. And yet that the struggle is also familiar. Yep. And, and it is, it, I mean, not that that would be easy, but like you said, like to be able to reach out beyond yourself and say, okay, this is an awkward time for everybody. I'm going through some things and it hurts, but I'm going to try to make somebody else's day a little bit better. That can have a healing effect on y- yourself on as every, well. And, and on everybody, because like a lot of things we talk about on this podcast are being open, honest, and vulnerable. Right. And if you, I'll tell you this, if you are open, honest, and vulnerable with your peers in that time period of your life, I'm telling you, there's other people that will feel the exact same way and they will be... Some of the people that you would never expect that would that would feel the same way you do. They they would be the most popular, mm-hmm. or you know, like whatever whatever group you're talking about, the jock, yeah. the cool kid, the whoever band geek. You view as the least picked on. Yeah, or whatever. right. I will tell you this: they will all relate in some way to how you are feeling vulnerable in that moment. And I just want to go backwards one step too. If you are that person, and again. This is true of junior high, but you know what? It's true of everybody. That's true. If you're in that moment where you're like, man, nobody gets me. Everybody's abandoned me. The, the bottom line is you're not alone. And to hang in there one more time, one, you know, try, you know, if you're open and honest and vulnerable to somebody and you reach out, you might get crapped on. And the younger mm-hmm. you are, the far greater chance you could be. You could be open and honest. And all of a sudden, everybody's talking about you on social media. Right. And like, what a loser or everything else. But then try one more time. There's still yeah. one more person out there who will comfort you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you'll have the, and you don't have to become them is what you were saying. Yeah. And beyond that, you can be used to keep somebody from feeling alone yeah and getting into a really terrible place um bella you had you got abandoned by some people in eighth grade you know and i was just referencing a minute ago i said we were talking about that That day day. she literally had a, a a rival an enemy who was trying to sabotage her life and if you guys you i'm sure you guys remember the story but that girl told somebody else that bella wanted to fight her and was talking bad about her. And the girl came up and like pushed Bella. Mm. Started kicking me. Wasn't great. So I was a bottom locker. Mm. I was a bottom locker. (laughs) See right there. So many people just went back to, Oh, bottom locker. (laughs) (laughs) The worst. Yeah. Yep. And so that was a day that I got to be a daddy and man, I go in hot and it was, it was a great, cause so many, so often you want an opportunity to protect your child. Yeah. I mean, I don't want that opportunity, but boy, I went in nice and oh golly. But I bring that up to say this. Yeah. You have become okay with some of the people who have been. You're not okay with the person right. who is your rival <laughs> still and your not. enemy. Still not. Still not. Have you forgiven her? Maybe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty. I love the honesty. Because like, I'm right here. I'm like, let's go. Let's, <laughs> do let's it. go. Let's do it. Um, <clears throat> but you have made amends with and or just gotten past it with some of them. Right. And mm. some of them you're good friends with. So a lot of that comes with an understanding and a perspective of, hey, we all got stories. Right. Yeah. Talk about what is the average high school student, what is their understanding of emotional needs and emotional responding? You know, because you've been submersed in it. Right. Really. You would think your entire life, but really only the last 14 years of it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Because I only started learning it in like 2008. So. So. 
13 years. 13 so, years. So as a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big deal as a toddler. What can you, know? you teach Maggie? <laughs> she would be crying, and I would just start crying with her. And she was like, Dad, what are you doing? <laughs> but talk about, like, what as far as emotional responding, what does the average high school student, if somebody's upset, hmm. whether it be facts, logic, and reason, selfishness, criticism, or neglect, how do most people respond? It really depends. Because, like, in middle school, everyone would do, like, if they had a bad day, they would do the dramatic thing of going to lunch and smacking their head on the table and covering them. So people would be like, are you okay? Are you all right? Like, they would do that. But sometimes you could tell those people didn't really care that much and were just trying to, like, seem like they did. Mm -hmm. But if someone was, like, genuinely, like, I had a super bad day, it was always like the, oh, that sucks. Like, that's bad. So that's actually, that's a serious question to you, Jay. Where would you put that? Like, that fake... Like, are you okay? Is it neglect? No. I mean, it's a little... It's not facts, logic, and reason. Right. It's a little bit of selfish because you're making it about your comfort. Okay. Because if that person's sitting there crying and somebody's like, oh, this is my girl. Oh, I love her. Oh, I'm here to comfort you. Are you okay? Are you okay? And it's like, you're not joining me in any emotion. Right. Um, Interesting. It's not critical. It's a little... It's a neglect slash selfish because you're making it about you. Right. And you're ignoring the person that really right now wants less attention. Right, because you're yeah. ignoring the, Like a gentle real, hand yeah. on the back of their shoulders saying, I'm just so sorry. It's more yeah. than anything. Than all the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess there's not a lot of facts, logic, and reason, because that doesn't exist mm. much in middle school. <laughs> Spoken like a teacher. It's <laughs> true. So you would say it's mostly that, well, you said it's, that's what it is in junior high school. But I mean, if, if you say you have a bad day and somebody says something wrong to you, what is it? Like what style is it? Do they say, oh my gosh, I know exactly how you feel. And they tell you what's wrong with them. They do that a lot. It's always like that. Oh, that teacher, they're the worst. One time they did this to me and they're trying their best to make it, you feel better, but they're not doing it right. <laughs> do you think the average high school student today gets enough attention? Mm. emotional attention because that what that is is somebody who nobody's asking them their stories right i don't know i feel like not all the time they don't get a lot of emotional attention themselves some people i would ask are they getting the the attention that they need from their parents or guardians yeah what would you say to that are they yes or no Mm, most students probably there's definitely a good number of people who don't mm-hmm. but like a lot of my friends have parents who like i don't want to say like they just care but like they do they care about their right. kid they're not bad they might not be the best parents every parent falls short blah 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 right. so they're all doing okay in terms of right certainly parents. a mixed bag though. yeah mm-hmm. i mean i would say you not say i would ask whether you think you encounter a mixed bag of emotional needs people at school that wasn't a very good sentence <laughs> right <laughs> and you're but a like like the question was you know what's the average <laughs> or what's the norm what's the typical um are, are of, a, of a typical teenager are the relational needs being met but would you say it's more a mixed bag? Like, yeah. so it's in because there's definitely you... kids who like do, but then there's some who don't. So they at school they lash out and they do crazy things to be like, look at me, right. help me. <laughs> well, so my follow up question to that is, 
obviously we're asking you to identify it right now, but do you feel like as a youth who is experienced and your dad teaches this kind of thing, like how aware in your daily life with your peers, do you feel like that comes up in your thought process of like, Oh, they're, they're sort of, Oh, I can see that they're kind of going through this or maybe they're lacking Mm -hmm. a little bit of this or whatever. What Mm -hmm. would you say to that? I definitely see it more now than I did like in my, my earlier years. Like I'm super old, but I'm not, but like I can see like if someone's having a bad day, I know how to respond to them better. Mm -hmm. And I know like how someone's having a bad day, how they probably feel and how they probably don't want to be, approach like oh, i'm so sorry like super loud in front of everyone mm-hmm. uh, yeah yeah before we go to some do betters and can't do betters oh. bella oh eric yes i do have two more things i want to please do yeah okay so one thing so we do give um people questions before they 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 come on the show but the one thing there's two things i want to cover one thing is what do you like a best about yourself and you said your sense of humor which i think is fantastic because you are so funny and we've already covered that we don't need to talk about Thanks. it anymore unless you want to you can keep talking but you are incredibly funny we do call you the comedic assassin because you will just snipe a joke and it is just so funny and will make the whole room laugh which i love so much um but then the other thing is that i would like to talk about um not at any length, but I would love mm-hmm. I would love to hear you comment about it a little bit. Um, one of the questions is, "What do you like to do in your free time, and why do you like it?" And you said you do makeup, right? Um, and you like it because it's fun. But I do want to say that you are extremely talented because I've seen a lot of your work. And when I say makeup, <laughs> right? Yeah, this needs clarification, right? right. To the grievance of her grandmother, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, and you could you you have very you, you are very talented in like. Makeup, just like regular eyeliner and the regular, type. you know, right? Regular making regular your face type. up pretty, right? Like a girl does. But you also use, <laughs> or you also use household makeup, household items to create like movie makeup gross stuff, right? Gross stuff. <laughs> it's going with theatrical, but yeah. it's unbelievable. It really, yeah. it really is incredible. Ooh, and can we post I, some pictures on the website? I, we on absolutely can. And. You know, when you see it, you'll be like, I can't believe she did that with, like, not, like, a professional, like, right. palette of, yeah. you know, you know, access like- to all, all the, you know, the things that professionals have. You have a talent, and I would love to hear, like, I know you enjoy it, but, like, do you think that you would, like, pursue that as a career? Because, like, I feel like how talented you are, that is something that you could go into. I do get asked that a lot, mostly by people I don't really know. But who have seen my pictures. Hmm. I don't know if I would ever want to do that because I don't know how good I can do it to another person. I've done Hmm. it on, like, my friends, but also they're my friends and I can be a little, like, rougher with their face (laughs) than I can with some regular dude. That's interesting. Yeah. So I don't know if I would want to do it to, like, other people, but if I could, But just knowing that you have the talent for that, you would then... But I would say, like, that person who's in the industry... 
Right. Is ready for you to do whatever you need to do to their face to make right. you look. <laughs> right. How, you know what I mean? They're like, okay, you got to be a little bit more rough. I get it. You got to make right. me look the way I look. You know, because like yeah. I've seen those interviews with different like celebrities, and they're like, I was in the chair for four hours to get into this look for this that I ten wore minutes, for thirty seconds, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and they get it. Like they yeah. understand. And man, that like. You're just so good. And I, you know, not that I'm like telling you to go into that. If it's something that you're called to, right. that's great. But you are so talented in that. And it's, it's exciting to watch. I love, I love seeing it. Thank so you. Fun. Yeah. So before we go to Do Betters and Can't Do Betters <laughs> as well, <laughs> we want to wrap things up with Bella. And yes. I want to give you a quick best worst quiz. Oh, boy. And you just have to answer as fast as you can. Oh, I like it. No. All right. I think we're gonna do this with guests from now on. We'll see how well this goes. I like it. Quick, best part of your job at Seneca. Oh, um, uh, <laughs> the people, my friends. Okay. Yeah. Worst part of being a pastor's kid. Oh, uh, trying like seeing a lot of old people you don't know at church and you don't know their names. <laughs> best part of acting. Oh, the, the attention on stage, the applause. Worst part of school. The uh, school. <laughs> Best, best food. Best pasta. Worst season. Worst season. Oh, winter. Well, you can't do better than that, can you? That can't was great. Do better. Period. Can't do better than coming up with that quiz in the last couple minutes, Jay. That was great. Had to prepare before Is that we where got your here. Brain has been? <laughs> Bella, anything you want to say before we move on to do betters and can't do betters as well? <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. The comedic. That's where your brain's been, Dad. Like that was just so good. That was so good. Sorry. Good. Uh no, that quiz was nice. Yeah, it was. <laughs> very fast. Well, there it is. It's all things we didn't get to. Hmm. Um, yep. So I'll tell you, I have a do better, but you know what? It's also can't do better. Okay, go ahead. Dateline, Bing. Westmoreland County. <laughs> oh, <laughs> local. The uh, headline pretty much sums it up. Man rode five miles on hood of car. Oh. As man and woman drove to hospital like in Westmoreland County, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Tuesday. A Westmoreland Wait, County. He's not the man going of to the, the man and woman. Well, no, no. I mean, he went to the hospital too. I mean, it's not <laughs> winter. It's not winter time. <laughs> you know, so Bella's least favorite season. True, he'd have been too so yeah. old. It is the right. perfect yeah. time to yeah. ride. Yeah. Frostbite time. Yeah. A Westmoreland County man and woman said they were assaulted by a man late Sunday and drove with him on the hood of their car for five miles oh. as they went to the hospital Ooh. for treatment, according to court documents. Michael Overly, 21, of Everson, was... It's amazing to me when you see, like, Westmoreland County, and it's like, of Everson, have you ever heard of Everson? Never. Was arrested by Scottsdale police who charged him with several counts, including harassment and assault. Police were called to Frick Hospital. Once again, ever heard of Frick Hospital? When they got there, Overly told police he suffered injuries to his hands and arms after hitting the windshield to get the driver of the car to stop. The assault victims told police the incident started, blah, blah, blah. The female victim said she was choked by Overly and pushed to the ground as she held her baby. Oh. Ugh. That's, driver not, that's the, not nice. No, they never say <laughs> choke a pregnant or a woman holding a baby or a pregnant lady. <laughs> the driver of the car told police he got into a fight with Overly. The driver said he thought his nose was broken and drove to the hospital. As, he, as they drove away, they told police Overly jumped on the hood of the car and wouldn't get off. So the male driver continued to drive to the hospital. That sounds like something that would happen in like a Muppet movie or like a Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> Muppet movie. <laughs> the driver of the car has not been charged. Overly was arrested and taken to Westmoreland County Prison. Wow. So on the one hand, do better. Don't get into fights. Right. Don't choke women holding babies. It's disrespectful. True. Don't jump on a car 
that's moving. Right. It's a of course it's lack of security. You're just throwing security out the window. Though. No affection. Right. And that, um, I mean, the no car's re- getting a hug. <laughs> <laughs> no respect. No respect. Right. No respect. Um, you know, but I want to say can't do better for that guy being like, we're going to the hospital. I'm getting my wife to the hospital. Yeah, right. We're right, going. Right. And to the police or the DA or whoever saying, yeah, we're not going to charge the guy that you beat up and jumped on his car. That's a you problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's not a him problem. Right, right. Speaking of can't do betters, I got a can't do better. Oh. Two coworkers at an Atlanta hospital donated their kidneys to each other's husbands after learning they had compatible blood types while talking to each other at work. Oh. Susan Ellis and Tia Wimbush... <laughs> Knew their husbands both needed transplants, but after talking in person for the first time in several months due to COVID in the bathroom of all places, they realized they both had compatible blood types for each other's spouses. Wimbush's 45-year-old husband, Rodney, was diagnosed with kidney failure in 2019 after being rushed to a hospital due to high blood pressure, and Ellie's husband, Lance, had a kidney transplant from his mother in 2019 that ultimately failed. The surgery had to be delayed due to Susan testing positive for COVID the day before the planned surgery in January, but the operations went off with complete success on March 19th. In the process, having, this is quote-unquote, in the process, having somebody else to talk to about this, to talk on a real, transparent level about how we're feeling as wives, as women, as mothers, has been invaluable, said Tia. We're looking forward to just continuing to get to bond with them because we're family now. That is unbelievable and can't do better. I, I love I love them having that to share with each other. Yeah. Like, what a bond. Right? I'm going to go the other way and, and say I love swinger blood donors. <laughs> that was what a great hey, story. Now. I'll get blood from your wife and you get blood from my wife and share blood. make it creepy. <laughs> Sorry. Creepy Chris, add it again. Creepy Chris. I like that. Oh, add it again. Man. <laughs> I just can't shake that moniker. That's no, the- you can't. <laughs> I know a lot of people in McKeesport, Chris. Oh, boy. It's stuck. Mm. Uh, I also, though, have a can't do better. I, I came across this today as I was, guess what, looking for can't do betters. And this one really hits close to home. Um, a few years ago. My lovely wife, Amy's mother, died from Alzheimer's, and it's a Mm. constant weight on Amy, Um, a fear, an anxiety, Mm -hmm. and just wondering, you know, about her future. So this uh, story is chemists find breakthrough treatment for Alzheimer's and Parkinson's that protects brain cells from amyloid plaque. Yeah, I've been working on that. Yeah, I mean, it's... In your free time? Mm-hmm. Oh, you've been... Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, give a quick background. Alzheimer's and Parkinson's are diseases of the brain, which degenerate neurons. Um, so, you know, different parts of your brain are not connecting. The synapses aren't firing cleanly. Uh, it affects memory, thinking, speech, etc. Russian scientists now have synthesized chemical compounds that can stop the degeneration of neurons. Um, the new molecules of parallel and indolazine classes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Scientists out there. 
This is for you. They activate intracellular mechanisms to combat one of the main causes of aged brain diseases, an excess of so-called amyloid structures. So, I'm not going to read the whole thing because it gets into a lot of sciencey talk, but right. it is very exciting Some to... covalent bonds in there? Uh, probably. Ions. We're going to go with, yeah. Oh, lots of ions, too. But even the simple hope yeah. of progress... Right, mm-hmm. I, absolutely. I mean, they've been working on things for years, and Amy also has, you know, shown me articles like, yeah, they're they're they've tried this and they're trying that. But when there is a a positive step forward, and you know, this is not a cure, so I don't want to put it out there like, oh, hey, Alzheimer's is cured now. It's progress, right? But it is a positive thing that says, hey, look, and and one of the big progresses over the the past several years is just figuring out that oh, it's this certain type of like they call it plaque, this stuff that builds up. Mm. in the brain that seems to be the cause of this so the fact that they're now finding something that can diminish the plaque and and, you know clean it basically clean your brain um of that plaque is that's amazing love it absolutely love it so for my wife that definitely hits her with you know security Mm. it Mm -hmm. it probably hits (laughs) just about 10 out of 10 uh uh emotional needs mostly security I feel like, yeah. you know, as we do this, we go over our do-betters and our can't-do-betters, and we try to say, okay, what emotional need is this hit? I swear, everyone's like, security. Right. Yeah. I'll have to analyze right. that at some point. Hmm. Well, that's how uh, we like to end this show. Boom. That's it for episode 121. Can you believe it? I can't wow. believe that number is so high. You realize every show averages about an hour, so if you take 121 and you multiply it by 100. Don't look at me. That's actually your uh, new tagline. Wait, what's 100? Well, if we've had 121, uh, never mind. Minutes. Sorry. 60 60 Uh, minutes. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, Mathletes, for episode 121. (laughs) It would be 121 hours is exactly what it would be. (laughs) That is what it would be. Please make sure sure to give us a like or follow us on social media and visit us at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, don't forget to take our relational needs questionnaire. Thanks for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. See ya. See you next week. And yeah, Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I keep on thinking we're not going to be here. I'll see you next week. Deuces. Bye. Did you debone? These people are <laughs> whack. So I air fried them. I knew you would. Okay. In the oven. Nope. In my air fryer. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Just embrace it. Hey, I'm a role model because I don't know how good I can do it to another person. Is that where your brain has been?